I'm Megan and welcome to Winging It. It's here that we challenge the common misconception that everybody looks like they know what they're doing. Here we will break boundaries in the industry and bring us together as creatives. We will chat all things creative confidence, imposter syndrome and creative journeys. Thank you for joining and enjoy the podcast. everyone today I'm joined by Liz Mosley branding and podcasting genius hi Liz hey thanks for having me not sure that's how I would have described (laughs) myself (laughs) how are you yeah good thanks could you tell us a bit about you and what you do Yeah, sure. So I am a self-employed graphic designer. I, as you mentioned, I sort of specialize in branding for small businesses mostly. Um, But then I'm the sort of person that likes doing lots of different things. So I also host a podcast. Um, I do a bunch of work with Adobe. So they have um, Adobe Live. So I am an Adobe Live host. Um, I run some courses so yeah I sort of dabble in a whole bunch of different things. I can really relate to that actually because I think I feel a a pressure to fit in a category Mm. as a creative often I feel like there's there's a, a need to fit in a particular role under a title but actually I enjoy doing lots of things at the same time as well so I wondered if you ever felt like that as well yeah I really do I think there's so much talk online about niching now and there's all this like pressure that you need to just like pick one thing and become really good at it and I think that is good advice in some instances you know like become it's a lot easier if you're sort of known for one particular thing Mm -hmm. but I kind of feel like it depends on your personality and I think actually my personality lends itself better to um doing a variety of things and so far I seem to be able I seem to be managing to do it and actually one of the things that I've realized recently where it's worked in my favor is that um like I've really sort of diversified where my income's coming Mm. from and so I feel like it's not all reliant on just this one thing in my business which has actually given me a bit of um I guess like a bit of security in the sort of yeah. like uh freelance self-employed sphere where often you don't have that so that's been definitely a plus side of it mm. yeah what do you think is something important about you or something you'd like us to uh, know about you oh that's such a good question I I mean I don't know if this is something important about me but I think I I really resonate with what you're podcast is about because I think so often we see everybody's sort of super confident best foot Mm -hmm. forward um profiles online and actually I or I'm hoping that most of us are slightly in turmoil a lot of the time sort of working (laughs) out yeah well I'm hoping that it's not me not that I'm wishing that upon other people but I think um yeah like I I I love the idea of sort of talking about this kind of thing and demystifying this idea that um 
people have got it all together and have got all the answers because I really feel like I don't and so I guess that's what I want people (laughs) to know about me is that um yeah I'd much rather present I guess a more authentic Mm. a like view of what it means to work in the Mm. creative industries or to be a designer um I think we've got um yeah I guess my sort of journey to get there hasn't necessarily gone how I hoped or expected Mm. and often I struggle with this feeling that I'm a bit behind um yeah and I'm sure we'll get into all that kind of thing in the episode I'm trying to think I haven't shared anything particularly interesting that was just a waffle about I I think you have I this is why I love talking to people like yourself because that's exactly what I wanted you to say because (laughs) that's what the podcast is all about and that's all Mm. you can hope for is people to be honest about these sorts of things and it really helps people so I admire that that's an important thing you thought to tell us (laughs) but I wondered if you could expand a bit on your educational background yeah sure um so uh, I mean sometimes I feel like it's a bit of a cliche but I I was always sort of creative when I was younger loved you know I'd be the little kid that was like taking a sketchbook around with them everywhere and drawing things I'm not actually an amazing drawer but I enjoyed doing it (laughs) anyway um and when I was at school I was really lucky that I had an amazing art teacher Mm -hmm. or yeah he as in he really encouraged me in in pursuing art and and sort of creativity and they had installed a dark room in this shows how old I am they did a <laughs> dark room in the school and it was basically a cupboard in the art department yeah. and I got really into photography and I would spend my days you know like taking these black and white photos and then um developing them I spent hours in this dark cupboard in the school <laughs> like developing them and I start I thought right this is it this is what I want to do I want to be a photographer and then I did a foundation course which if you anyone is listening and ever gets the opportunity to do one it was the best year of education for me ever I absolutely loved it I got to go and just try everything for a year and it felt a lot less pressured than say like my degree because yes it was marked and yes there was an outcome but it felt very sort of um experimental you know get it the whole purpose was to work out what you wanted to do and that is where I discovered graphic design and interestingly this sort of ties back to what I was saying before about liking doing lots of different things I suddenly realized that I loved graphic design because I felt like it drew in all the different things that I liked um so, you know, you're working, even if I wasn't taking the photo- photographs, I was working with photography, illustration, type, you know, or it sort of brings everything together. And so I realized that actually that felt like a really good fit for me because it didn't mean I had to, um, yeah, I guess like narrow myself down as much. Um, so from there, I actually went to Falmouth, which I think that's where you went. Oh, nice. It? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a long time, <laughs> but I went to Falmouth and did my graphic design degree there. Um, yeah. And then from there, I, I mean, I've probably maybe rarely have always worked in graphic design. Um, but it does feel, still feel like it was a bit of a winding journey within that. So I started off 
um, doing a year. I moved to London after Falmouth because as oh. much as I loved Falmouth, I realized that I was a city girl and it was too <laughs> quiet for me. I was like, I need, I need to go to a city. So I went to London and I got a job at a small design agency there and I spent a year there and then I went in-house at a university, did that for seven years and then basically it all sort of changed when I had kids um, and I decided that I wouldn't go back to my sort of nine to five design job and that I would focus on my own business so I'd started dabbling it uh, in it a bit on the side while I was working um, but then yeah having kids was kind of like the I guess the push to mm-hmm. um, give it a go because it felt I, interestingly I like I'd never aspired to work for myself and when I came out of university that was never my goal you know like a lot of pe- a lot of my sort of peers were like yeah we want to be freelance or we want to set up our own studio or you know all of this and I was like nah I just want to go work <laughs> for somebody else um, but actually I now love it and can't imagine going back to working for someone else because I really love uh, the flexibility that it gives me and the mm-hmm. fact that I can do lots of different things um yeah so that's kind of the the quick history how do you think you would describe that creative journey um up until now oh good question I mean it feels yeah I mean I feel like there's sort of different phases of it I think um I think when I was working in-house I got a bit stagnant maybe like I didn't push myself creatively as much as I could have done and I think now looking back on it I sort of I maybe like regret that a bit I I learned a lot from the people that I worked with so that was an amazing aspect of it and I feel like I learned a lot that set me up for this phase of my career now where I'm doing myself so I it was nice to feel that I wasn't launching into my own thing (laughs) sort of from scratch I sort of had like a good foundation of you know like learning how to manage my product projects how Mm to manage work how to even just things like how to organize my files how to deal with lots of different types of people you know like communication all that kind of thing so I feel like I really learned a lot um but I feel like this sort of last three years so I had two kids and my it felt like my career really slowed down because obviously like I took a lot of time off I felt like I was sort of I I guess lots of women talk about this but I did feel like I lost myself a little bit and it was kind of like relearning what I wanted sort of my career and my creativity to look like after that and I feel like it's in the last three years that I've really got ambitious maybe not not ambitious in a traditional sense but as in yeah I want to make this work like I want to build a yeah. sustainable b- business that I enjoy but that also like supports my family um yeah so it feels like I'm in a very different phase of my career now than I was back then if that makes sense yeah and I think a lot of people can relate to that because I think we all go through phases and it's not we never just go through one phase as a creative I think I wondered if you actually had any memorable pitfalls that you remember trying to overcome in your journey um I think 
I mean, I think there's been a whole bunch, to be honest. <laughs> there's, um, when I finished, so I had a one-year contract at my in my first job. Um, mm-hmm. And when I was looking for jobs after that, it was not long after the 2008 recession. Um, like that felt really stressful and really difficult. And it really felt like this point in my career where was I was sort of like, I don't know if I'm going to managed to make this work Um, I was applying for loads of jobs I didn't know you know was going to be able to stay in London I really wanted to stay in London Um, so things like that definitely stand out I think um, there's like individual projects that have been maybe difficult you know where you're working with a difficult client or (laughs) communications broken down and I think often when you're working for yourself you don't have the protection of like a boss or a team you know like the it ends with you and you have to deal with this difficult situation so there's been times like that and sort of like I mentioned I think the having kids thing I mean I 100% wanted to have kids I'm really happy that I've got them <laughs> but I was was not prepared for how much that was maybe going to knock my confidence or yeah. um impact my career I guess and it's sort mm-hmm. of that um process that I've gone on to um sort of come back to work from that has I think has been yeah it's been it's been a tricky but but also amazing at the same time you know I can see all the positives from it um but something that I wasn't necessarily expecting or prepared for do you have any advice to overcome those moments because I feel like listening to what you just said there's a lot of I think the word I'd probably describe it as probably uncertainty um uncertainty of those emotions that you felt from having children you wasn't expecting to feel like that or especially a feeling that I can relate to now the uncertainty of uh getting a job out of uni or the Mm. first job contract so I wondered if you had any advice to overcome those or just accept those feelings yeah I mean I think one of the things that I found really helpful is kind of what you've just mentioned is that accepting the feelings and and actually again sort of why I love what you're doing with the podcast is accepting that that is part of the creative journey (laughs) is that there's going to be doubt there's going to be lack of confidence there's going to be um yeah all of these feelings of wondering if you're good enough like worrying about what other people think about your work I mean I think you can do um work to not let those things sort of consume you um but I think a part of it is accepting that they're still going to be there and actually it's how you work through um coexisting with those feelings maybe um rather than trying to stop them because I'm not sure that's possible and I think the thing that surprised me most about working for myself and running my own business is this is the amount of self-work that I have to do um you know almost like I don't know mindset is such a like cliche buzzword now but you know work on how I deal with things and work on building resilience and I actually had like therapy a few years ago and found that really helpful just in terms of not letting I guess like not letting maybe like lies that I tell myself um, consume me to the point that I don't take action and so I think that's been really helpful and I think 
talking about these sort of things are so important because one of the things that's helped me most is realizing that people that I massively look up to and think are incredibly talented are actually battling with these feelings as well maybe on a different scale or different Mm -hmm. in a different way but actually it's something that I think we all have to manage like to some degree um and so I think yeah my sort of tip or advice would be to not shy away from doing that sort of self work um and not shy away from finding tools to manage those emotions and those those sort of feelings and I feel like it's it's something that's good I'm still working on you know like I definitely can see that I've got more resilient and I um you know maybe respond to difficult situations better or quicker you know like I get over them quicker but it but I feel like it's something that's always going to be there and I'm always going to have to be working on if that makes sense yeah I think I'm really good at that um in a bad way that I can spiral quite quickly and I can believe those thoughts that are coming into my head and I don't talk to anyone about it and I remember that light bulb moment when I spoke to one of my tutors at uni, Steve, who was on the podcast, and I look up to him quite a lot, um, especially through uni, and I remember him telling me that, that he he struggles with that, and everybody does, and I was like, hang on, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is, how? But like, why is nobody talking about it? Because surely if if they were, these these thoughts wouldn't be so huge in my head. And I think um, it's kind of an interesting time that we're living in where social media means that you just have all these kind of incredible opportunities at your fingertips. I mean, there's so much potential. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had like some amazing things happen to me because of social media. But also on the flip side, it means that you can constantly see what everyone else is doing. You can constantly see the highlight reel of what everyone else is doing. And so it's so hard not to compare and not to believe that everybody else is doing better than you are. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's sort of, yeah, there's a real tension there. You know, it's a, an amazing thing and also an incredibly difficult thing that maybe you didn't have to, you know, like when I first um, left university, Facebook had only just started, you know, like it was, <laughs> no one was using social media to promote their yeah. business or to share their work at that point. And so it was more about getting featured in sort of magazines or yeah. stuff like that. So it was definitely still a thing, but just not in the way that it is now. Mm. I love that you um, touched on comparison, actually, because I saw one of your um, Instagram posts where you drew a lovely illustration. It looks a bit like an iceberg of mm. what what you see. And then underneath was this gigantic area where it was what you don't see. And I was yeah. like, that, that is just so true. Yeah. I mean, there's so many parts of my life that are like (laughs) very shambolic or, you know, relationships that are difficult, things that are going wrong, things that I'm worrying about that just no one online ever knows anything about. And so I think, yeah, it's very easy for people to look on and see, you know, think they're getting the full picture when really they're getting the smallest picture and I basically drew that as a reminder for myself because I am (laughs) the worst for like looking at someone else even in real life I might see you know like might know of someone and not know them very well and just assume that they're living this perfect really happy life and then I get to know them and then you sort of start to see um 
just like the normal messiness of life and the things that they're struggling with and they're dealing with. And then I have to remind myself, oh yeah, we're all, we're all sort of working through different things, but we're just not broadcasting them online. I wondered if you ever felt um, imposter syndrome when starting to build up your business and creating an online presence especially if it wasn't something that you were um aware that you were gonna jump into I guess even from leaving uni like you said it wasn't a thing yeah I mean definitely I I I sort of feel like imposter syndrome such a I I never know if that's what I want to call it or if I want to call it um maybe doubting myself or lack of confidence yeah. I, I mean I think it's all sort of yeah. um it all is sort of in there together yeah. I definitely definitely feel that and I feel the more that I do online where I'm visible um and people can see what I'm doing and see my work the more mm. I have to sort of battle with it and contend with it and this idea that people can look on I think caring what people think about me is or what people think of my work is something I really struggle with and so you know knowing that by putting it out there Mm -hmm. people can have opinions about it and whether they think it's good or not Um, and so I think that's where I really notice myself struggle with it and I think um sort of in the last year I've been doing some work with Adobe which has been amazing but and it but it's pushed me I think maybe the way I describe it is it's pushed me out of my comfort zone um and it's and I've loved it and you know I've really enjoyed what I've been doing with them but it's I guess opened me up to a Mm. different audience and so then it's that fear again of okay there's a sort of new people to see my work you know what are they gonna think what you know all that kind of stuff so yeah I mean I feel I think sort of the imposter syndrome the out of your comfort zone all of that kind of all of those feelings I'm not sure they'll ever go away it'll just be moving on to the next thing that feels like a bit out of your comfort zone a bit of a challenge and then working through those feelings again Mm, because I think you need those feelings I don't think so because I often find that when those feelings are quite strong for me personally is actually when I produce my best work or Mm. the project actually turns out the most surprising and the best yeah that's interesting I think yeah I think you're I think you're probably right and and I think again I think so much of it is working out how to manage that instead of work uh, instead of sort of trying to stop it um and but then I think you know like the sort of piece again I think that's so helpful is almost accepting that this is part of the journey and part of the creative process part of running your business um and that everybody else is to some degree experiencing as well whether they'd sort of call it imposter syndrome because we're not you know like I'm not an imposter but I'm sort of putting myself yeah I'm pushing myself I guess to do something that maybe I'm not as confident doing my like classic mo is an opportunity comes my way 
um and I say yes I'm like yeah I'm totally gonna do that and then I have a total like (laughs) meltdown panic about it afterwards (laughs) and I guess that's in my head that's what feels like the imposter syndrome element where I guess I start to doubt myself but so far I think I've always managed to push through that and do you know do a job that people are happy with but yeah it's it's tricky (laughs) another one of your posts that I saw was it really resonated with me because it was about defining what success means to you Mm. and I loved reading that because I don't see that often enough either um and you were talking about that it's not defined by money it's not defined by parents or what your friends think of you if they're impressed by what you do or if they understand or how many followers you have and I wondered if that's something that you posted because you struggled with that yourself and like the illustration you needed that to remind yourself I mean to be honest most of those posts that I post are because it's something that I struggle (laughs) with um yeah like I it is something that I struggle with you know like I I still care too much about vanity metrics you know like I know in my head that it's not important how many followers I have I'd still love to get to like 10k followers for example (laughs) on Instagram um I have definitely been influenced by what sort of family and friends think about me and my career massively been influenced by what I sort of perceive peers in the industry might think about me you know all of those kind of different things there's so many people online now talking about how much they earn which on one hand I think is helpful you know you can see what's possible or um what you can work towards but on the other hand I see myself getting sucked into thinking oh well that's that's my goal and then having to sort of unpick it a bit and realize actually that's not my goal I've just sort of absorbed that because someone else is telling me that that's their goal um and so I think you know recently I've been thinking a bit like well actually what what does success look like for me you know what do I want and realize that it's not necessarily what everybody else um is working towards which is you know and not to say that their goals are wrong at all Um, But I think, again, it's sort of that knowing yourself aspect of it is quite liberating because then it's like, well, I don't if I reach a particular income goal, great. But actually, if that's not my goal, like that's not my ultimate goal, then, you know, like it's not as it's not as big a deal, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I'm still working it out. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think it's good to sit in those phases like you're talking about before and think about what your values are at mm. the time yes if it's income or something else I think that can really help because I do get sucked into that pressure even at, at this age and I haven't really even started yet mm. um and I'm, I'm really aware of it and it, I think one of the biggest things I struggle with is people like friends and family not really understanding what a creative life is and the yeah. income isn't there straight away yeah absolutely I think one of the things um sort of that is interesting is if I if I was to go back sort of 10-15 years and you were to tell me what my life looks like now I would be I would be so chuffed you know I would be like (laughs) yeah 
great that sounds awesome and it but it's just interesting isn't it how we're constantly moving on to the next thing you know like what's the next thing I want what's the next thing I'm working towards what's everybody else working towards is that you know and so sometimes it's just so nice to sort of stop and reflect and be like oh actually I'm running my own business I'm supporting my family I'm doing work that I really enjoy you know like actually there's so you know there's so many sort of um positive Mm. sort of like aspects about it I'm interested to know where you think that uh that pressure can come from um of constantly moving to the next thing I mean I think it comes from a a lot of different places but I feel like there's just so much noise online and maybe it's just sort of the um the world that I seem to have curated on sort of Instagram (laughs) or something you know like maybe I need to go through and do a bit of a purge (laughs) of who I'm following but it does feel like there's a lot of noise and maybe especially so in the pandemic where there was a lot of fear and so people were sort of really pushing forward with their um, careers I feel like there's a lot of noise about I don't know there was like a period of time where everyone was like everyone was working towards a 10k month or (laughs) everyone you know like people are very quick to announce if they've got like a six-figure business or you know all of those kind of things um or there's a lot of I only I make this amount of money and I only work four hours a week or you know all this kind of stuff that people talk about I think it's really hard not to be influenced by that it kind of goes in quite subtly um and then you sort of realize that you've been influenced by everybody else's um yeah I guess like everybody else's goals and it's I guess it's just sort of taking the time to question what what you want your life to look like and and is that what it actually is like I'm not sure I only want to work four hours a week I actually (laughs) really enjoy working um yeah I want to have a balance but Mm. yeah so I, I think that's the thing isn't it I think often we we sort of it's so easy to forget that we're all so different and actually um it's it really is okay to sort of find your path and work out what's important to you and I think your comment about values is just so helpful because actually um you know we all have values we all have things that are important to us and if you take a bit of time to work out what those are I think it's a bit easier then to not sort of get um, Mm. distracted by all the other things that people are talking about and to sort of really focus on what is important to you. Yeah, picking up from from that, actually, I think something that's just popped into my head, I'm also really interested to hear about your ideas, especially if your values at the time is to set something up for yourself. about the pressures between passion work what you want to create as passion versus money because I think creatives earning money is like I think that's such I don't know what the word is but I think that's such a a pressure against work that you actually want to do because sometimes Mm. the work that you want to do you've got to make the time to elevate it but you've also got to earn money in some cases especially if you're living by yourself yeah, I think that's something that I haven't got the right balance of yet. Um, in the sense that I think I wish I um sort of 
prioritize investing in my skills or doing passion projects a lot more than I do because obviously like a project comes in and it pays you know there's that real pressure that you need to take it because you don't know when something's going to come in again um and I'm hoping that as sort of my business grows that it's something that I'll be able to I guess more intentionally schedule in if that makes sense you know like more intentionally make space for um I definitely I definitely have projects that I do that I do because I love rather than they make me money so for example the podcast Mm -hmm. um you know like uh, hopefully down the line that I will see more um you know, like maybe that will become a money making venture. But at the moment, I just enjoy it so much. And it has so many other benefits that aren't just financial yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, that, you know, that it's really worth doing for me. Um, but yeah, I think like one of the things I've got so many courses that I've bought and that are sitting in a folder and I haven't <laughs> done them, you know, like I want to actually make the time to work on those but something that I've learned about myself is that I am absolutely useless unless I've got a deadline <laughs> so oh, yes. if I don't have a deadline it just gets pushed down the list of things to do yep. so with client work I'm fine because I know I have to get it done yep. you know we've come up with a schedule I need to get it done by this date if it's something that I'm doing for myself like either for you know for my own business or for my personal development I find you know I have to find a way to almost like trick myself into getting it done that's so interesting because I thought I was the only person who did that but I'm exactly the same (laughs) university was so easy because the modules had deadlines but if it Mm. was something I was doing for myself I'd procrastinate it for so long and I wouldn't I wouldn't do it to the same effort as I would with my uni work. And I found that really strange. Yeah, I know I'm exactly like that. And (laughs) I think what basically what I've realized is that, and this is sort of where I think, again, the self-work comes in because the more you know about yourself, then the more you can, I guess, like structure your work in a way that works for you. But I am so good at starting things. You know, like if someone mentions an idea for a project, I'm like, yes, millions of ideas. I can like get going at full pelt. But then if there's no deadline, then I just, it fizzles out. Um, or I flag and so I need that um, deadline to keep me motivated to get I'm not a very good finisher I'm a great starter of projects I'm not a very good finisher (laughs) but now that I know that it just means that I know that the deadline is important to me so the worst thing that anybody any client if any of my clients are listening the worst thing any client could say to me is oh you know I'll be like when do you need this by and they'll be like oh not no particular date there's no rush and I'm like no don't no. say that I need a date even if it's like months down the line just make tell up me. yeah make one up <laughs> because I just can't I can't work with that <laughs> Now, I know that um, the idea of taking a break to allow new ideas to come to you is really important to you. It's something you've talked about on Instagram as well. Mm. Um, I wanted to know what you enjoy doing as uh, a break or what you find helpful to kind of step back um, so those ideas can come to you. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's really simple things. I find um, often it's 
sort of scenarios where I can't do something else so like I love traveling you know like if I've got sort of a couple of hours on a train or in a car or on a plane where you've got that time to just think and there's you know I can't go and do any jobs around the house so I can't go and do xyz like I really I actually really appreciate and enjoy that time and I think you know obviously I'm not traveling all the time but in terms of sort of day to day I think things like going for a walk I have to really force myself to not listen to anything or not you know like not call someone or not listen to a podcast so that I can actually have that sort of space in my brain to just um mull ideas over again it's like one of those things that I'm not that good at doing intentionally but when I do have that time like I notice it so much when I go on holiday you know when I've I've put aside time I'm not going to do any work and I really notice how my brain um slows down and yeah. then often what happens is it, it explodes with ideas because it's got <laughs> the space to just yeah, exactly. like no pressure there's no you know like it's not for a deadline tomorrow you know it's just got space to like mull things over and come up with ideas and um yeah and then I guess like the challenge is to not act on them and to just write them all down and save them for later so that I can actually enjoy my holiday (laughs) but um yeah I think those sort of things I think it's so important again it's a hard well I don't know it depends on your personality it's a hard thing to do you know often when I rest what that will look like is watching something on Netflix or reading a book or catching up on a podcast and actually there's something so incredible about that um just that space for your brain when it comes to your Mm -hmm. creativity um but actually talking about it now has inspired me that I need to I need to get better like yeah going going for those walks and letting my Mm-hmm. like my brain sort of chill out for an hour or so <laughs> what is something that you'd like to tell your younger self oh, that's such a good question um I think something okay there's there's sort of two things one thing would be to like celebrate and document the good things that happen so like something that I've started doing actually to help with any sort of self-doubt or you know that all of the things that we've talked about is to create a folder or like I've got a folder in my email a folder on my phone where basically if anyone sends me something positive or um yeah like a a good review from a client great feedback I don't know a nice comment about the podcast I save it and I put it in that folder Um, yeah and it and it just really gives me a if I'm having like a rubbish day or something's not going how I hoped or maybe I've had some criticism about something you know we always focus on that one negative comment don't we over the positive one so having actually having those folders has has been like really affirming and really helpful so that would be something that I would tell myself but and I think also you know like what we've talked about that it's okay to have those feelings and actually it's like learning to um, manage them you know like investing in getting to know ourselves and learning how we deal with things and and yeah investing in learning and creating tools to help you navigate the ups and downs I guess um that that's important I would say to my younger self 
uh, don't hold back on getting therapy. I'm a massive like advocate <laughs> of therapy. I think it's amazing. So I'd be like, don't wait, just do it. Um, and then, yeah, I think, oh, and I think the other thing is just um, em- like embracing the opportunities. Like I do feel really excited about um, the fact that I can share my work online and you never know who's watching or what, um, yeah, what sort of opportunity might be around the corner. I think sort of I would tell myself to really enjoy and embrace sort of that the the possibilities that are there maybe that was like four things sorry (laughs) (laughs) they're all valuable things (laughs) what is something you might like to tell your older self it's not something that we probably think about uh, often and it usually captures people out yeah that's such a good question what would I like to tell myself older self I think um, I think like something that's really important to me is like and what we touched on right at the very beginning is that sort of like authenticity part of it all you know like being myself yeah I like I feel passionately about being the sort of person that is willing to show a bit of the messy um <laughs> not all together person and that actually you know like like what you're doing with this podcast that does help other people and that's sort of a valuable thing to do so I think I would sort of tell my older self um well I'd hope that I would look back and I would have done that and that I would have stayed sort of authentic and true to yeah. who I am rather than trying to be who everybody else is <laughs> It was lovely to talk to you, Liz, and thank you so much for being really honest and such a lovely guest to talk to. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, congratulations on a great podcast because I've loved listening to all the other episodes. Thank you. Yours too. (laughs) 